0: This is The Agape Project from the Office of Campus Ministry at Bellarmine University.
1: Welcome to The Agape Project, a collection of stories shared by members of our Bellarmine community speaking to their worldview and its progression over a lifetime their spiritual practices, and calling and purpose as they recognize it in their lives. Agape is a Greek word for the highest form of love, one that embraces universal, selfless, and unconditional care. Some find agape love in God's love for humankind, others in the selfless love of total strangers. We invite you to listen for examples of agape love in action in this next story from one of our Bellarmine community members. Let's enter the conversation.
2: My name is Grace Michaels and I'm the peer minister for both Anniversary and Petrick Halls and today I have with me Andrea. Hello. Hi. If you don't mind would you just like introduce yourself a little bit and uh, just tell how you're involved at Bellarmine.
0: Um, yeah so I am a junior. I'm an English and psychology major um, and I'm mostly involved um, with Bellarmine through Ariel so I'm like I'm the president and the editor-in-chief of Ariel and the Ariel uh, magazine. And then I, I'm also involved with like Be United and the Pen and Sword Open Mic Club.
2: Do you mind telling a little bit about your faith or spiritual background, like how you were raised? And then also like how that relates to like where you are now and how you currently identify. Um, Yeah, so
0: I have a pretty, I'd say, non-traditional story. Um, I was raised, uh, my parents are not very religious. I think they both believe in God, but they are generally Christian, but they do not really talk about it ever. Um, So they kind of delegated the spiritual stuff, faith stuff, to my grandma. Um, And my grandma was, or is, I guess, um, I didn't know this at the time, but I'd say she's probably evangelical. Um, So I was, I was raised in a kind of evangelical church. And that was like, that was, it was pretty damaging for me, I'd say, particularly as an LGBT person. Um, So I ended up, by the time I was in middle school, I'd say, like, breaking off from religion completely. And I, I was, an atheist for like, I don't know, six years, seven years, maybe. And then um, there are a whole lot of reasons for this. I, I had um, friends growing up and then my some of my family members um, were Jewish um, and I became very interested in Judaism. Uh, and then I ended up studying Judaism for a while. Um, and I recently converted. I had my Bait Dean, which is like my, um, I don't know, like, I don't know how to compare that to something else. It's like a meeting you have, um, in an interview, and at the end, you're told whether or not you can convert. Uh, so I had that about six months ago. So if my Judaism were a, a child, it would not even be speaking yet.
2: So it's very new. But that's where I am now. Well, congratulations. I did not know that. So that's really interesting. I guess there's a few things that I think are interesting there. So if you want to talk about them at all, just like let me know what your comfort level is because I know like as a person that was Catholic and is also queer, like some of the stuff and like the break off and everything can be interesting. But Mm -hmm. yeah, was it like with a like evangelical church and like middle school, like because middle school is a pretty early age from at least like my like knowledge and experience to like cut off from that, you know, like what was the point?
0: well i felt a lot of guilt about my sexu. i was aware of my sexuality from a really young age i'd say or at least aware that i was different um you know things have changed a lot uh in the past 10 or 11 years so i would say you know back then even though it wasn't that long ago um there was definitely this idea that you were wrong or, or different very very different i'd say um if if you were gay um, in a different way than than now. Yeah, I felt I felt very guilty about that. Um, I even got baptized in the hopes that that would kind of wash the gay off of me, um, which did not work, obviously. Um, and the breaking point was actually I had a friend um, pass away. Uh, he was actually in a in a very bad accident during a storm. While he was biking home, um, one day. So that was the break for me because I just couldn't reconcile how that could happen to, you know, a 13-year-old boy. Um, and and still there be some God who's like good and loving. I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. So that was definitely a, a very clean break for me um, when that happened. I was like, I'm done, <laughs> I'm done with all religion, everything
2: how and like with being atheist for like 6 years how did you come back to having like a faith i was actually very
0: comfortable being an atheist and i really didn't feel like there was some like you know people say like the god hole i didn't feel that really for a long time i was comfortable with that um and then i'd say what honestly once i started being a happier person i think i started to think about Um, religion more, which was around the time I was like 18, maybe a little younger. Uh, And also it was around that time that my cousin got into a pretty serious relationship with this guy, Matthew, who was training to become a rabbi. He was a pretty positive role role model for me um, as a Jewish person, him as a Jewish person. And um, he had a lot of really interesting things to say about religion and i also i think i previously mentioned i also had friends growing up who were jewish and i had a lot of positive experiences um you know going to their house on shabbat and all of these things so um it was just kind of like a natural attractor and all i wanted to do was learn more about it so i did <laughs> um and then you know it's a long process but i took a class Bellerman and then um took a class at the temple and
2: yeah yeah and it's really interesting to have that like those influences you know and that exposure like i relate to that because with like deciding i'm not catholic anymore and just uh realizing that but like still like being curious i've played around with ideas like oh maybe Judaism, like maybe like episcopalian like maybe this or that so yeah like so that's like kind of where i am in my journey but like i'm still okay with like where i am you know with a more like spiritual but like not like defined religious sort of view and like these talks are always interesting to me because it like makes me reflect like of course with like myself and like where i'm located but Mm -hmm. yeah so thank you for sharing yeah with the judaism how was like the process I don't know the word that you use but the process of like converting like do you mind talking a little bit more about that
0: yeah so um Judaism is a little bit different from well it's different from Christianity in a lot of ways but one of the ways I think is that it's not um people aren't going to try and convince you to be Jewish and um (laughs) Uh, actually, in in some traditions, you're supposed to reject someone three times and they asked um to convert. So it's you very you really do have to work um, to get there. Uh, so what I did, I for a long time, I was simply interested in kind of learning independently. And then my upper level theology course was um, history of Judaic Thought with Rabbi rapport. Um, and Rabbi Rapport is also the rabbi at the temple which is where like all of my family um, my Jewish family goes so he um, I told him I was you know interested in learning more he gave me a recommendation to go to this adult education class a night so I did that I was taking like 18 hours at the time and then I was going there (laughs) and doing class there but I loved it um so that was, it's a little over a semester long. And then um, then over the summer, I worked on a paper um, as kind of like a, a project before my bay dean. So I wrote a paper on Jewish women in dress. And so I, I sent that to him. And then we scheduled my bay dean, and I they asked me some questions like, why do you want to be Jewish? All of these things. And I answered and... Um, they were like okay great let's do it so I and then I I actually signed some documents so I have like documents to to prove <laughs> uh I guess if I ever went wanted to go to Israel or something um yeah that was the whole process and that took about two
2: years I guess I'd say
0: it's
2: such an interesting process like especially like the quiz aspect you know because like I being like, I feel like our society is a little bit more like evangelistic and then like to have that, like, that's interesting. What do you love about being Jewish? There's a lot of things
0: I love about being Jewish. Um, I, I guess that if I could only pick one, I'd probably say, and I think this is probably cliche answer, but like the community aspect of it i think um i never really resonated with other faith-based communities like i have with you know judaism and i think there's just a lot of opportunity you know it's COVID, so you can't physically get together but a lot of opportunity for togetherness like i mean to even just have a weekly holiday of shabbat is like a really great thing because you're able to i know people have you know there's sunday for, for christians I, I guess it's just a different level to me, um, Shabbat is, and there's, you know, just like singing and food and all of those good things that make you feel good, so that's probably my favorite thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like just a lovely time, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I was going to ask, what is the most beautiful thing about your faith tradition? If that's like kind of the same answer, then I couldn't have other ones. Um, well, I think it's
0: a little different. Um I just didn't want to be redundant. <laughs> Good. I I think Judaism in particular, when I think about it, at least, I think the resiliency, I mean, it's one of the oldest religions out there and one that is, I can't think of a time when people weren't, you know, trying to kill Jewish people and, and doing these horrible things to get rid of Judaism. And yet it's still here. And I think that's like just the most amazing thing. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that resiliency aspect. What? How does your worldview, like, influence the values that are most important to you?
0: I would say, so there's this concept in Judaism um, of, like, tikkun olam, which is, that's a Hebrew phrase, but it basically means, like, repairing or perfecting the world, so um, that kind of, that influences, like, everything I do, um, so... You know, I, I think about that a lot with like um, bigotry and basically all of these like society societal ills, um, particularly climate change, because that feels very pressing um, to the world, literally. Um, so yeah, all of my values about like justice and caring for people, that's all centered around the tikkun olam thing, so.
2: Are there any misconceptions that you think people have about your tradition?
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot. There are a lot. Um, I think a good amount of anti-Semitism is just misconceptions about Judaism. Uh, But on an everyday level, I feel like it's just ignorance. I feel like people really don't know anything about Judaism. And part of that, I think, is just because Again, nobody's trying to make other people Jewish. Um, so you know, we're not handing out pamphlets or anything. Um, but the other I think the other part is just you know we're a small population of the United States and we're a small population of most other places. Uh, and people I mean Christians just aren't educated on Judaism basically, like at all. I would say the average person might know you know Hanukkah vaguely. Um, possibly Passover and that's kind of it they're like yeah that's Judaism (laughs) so yeah I'd say it's mostly I'd say ignorance and then the level of that ignorance can get dangerous but
2: yeah I feel like a lot of like fear and ignorance go hand in hand there's like I don't know let's say like two things that you wish people knew about Judaism what would it be I mean it
0: it feels so fundamental, but like, I just wish people knew that Judaism isn't like scary and it's not this big enemy, like um, responsible for everything wrong in your life, which I mean, a lot of people seem to think that, uh, you know, Judaism is like the favorite scapegoat, I feel like. Um, So yeah, just know that like Judaism is your religion sibling, like they're all related um, and none of them are evil and out to get you. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just it's not scary. Like it's a it's a good religion. And it's we're just trying to do you know good. I think in most and pretty much all religions, you're just trying to do good. So.
2: What is a favorite celebration or custom in your tradition?
0: Um, there's so many. I. Um, I, I, since I just, um, became Jewish about six months ago, I haven't been able to celebrate all the holidays yet as a Jewish person, um, or, or observe them, but there have been a few and I'd say of the ones that I've like celebrated or observed, I'd say, I don't know, I'd say probably Rosh Hashanah. I, it was really fun. It's kind of, um, celebratory, um, There's Purim coming up this weekend, which is like you dress up and you eat cool food and you, um, noisemakers, you know, you, you like make these noisemakers while, uh, they tell the story of Esther and, um, Haman. So I'm very excited to celebrate that. So that might end up being my favorite, (laughs) but I'm not sure yet.
2: Yeah. That's something to look forward to, you know, like this weekend. Right. Yeah so you had talked a lot about like how um community is like a huge aspect to you like where do you find this religious or spiritual community
0: um well I have my family so my aunt and my uncle and then my cousins are Jewish and then um, um it's mostly at the temple they they've had virtual Shabbat services They've never missed a service because of COVID. Like they they went immediately into virtual and that was great. Um, so I'll I'll watch those on the weekend, and every once in a while they'll have like um, talks where you get to actually talk to people. But I really miss I miss going in person. So hopefully soon, um, eventually I'll get to go back.
2: Yeah, that's how I feel like it is with <laughs> like most things. Yeah. Do you feel um, Bellarmine supports you with, like, your Jewish identity? And, like, do you feel at all there is a community here?
0: I'd say there's probably very few Jewish people at Bellarmine. I don't know the numbers. but um, Yeah, like, I only go, like, three, maybe? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, generally, I'd say, yeah, because, I mean, a huge part of my whole journey was taking this class at Bellarmine. Um, So that was very helpful. I don't know that I would have been able to make the jump to say like, hey, can I come to the temple to do these classes unless I had that previous connection. Um, And that course itself was amazing. Um, So yeah, I think one thing I wish, um, I know that we're not gonna get Jewish holidays off. Like it's it's just not gonna happen. But I, I do wish that more professors, like, knew about it, like, when it was coming up, especially Yom Kippur, because um, at Yom Kippur, you're, like, in service all day, you're fasting, so you're not going to class, like, if you want to observe it, so um, it's kind of, it's just awkward, because you can kind of tell... Sometimes the professors are like, oh, what? Okay, like obviously they're like, okay, yeah, see you next class. But there's a little bit of, there's a disconnect there. You know, some some professors just don't really get what that is and what it's about. So, you know, fellerman could be like, hey, Yom Kippur is coming up. This is what it is. Some students might not be coming to class. That
2: would be great. <laughs> You had talked about like a few uh, like issues and values, but is there a particular cause, issue, movement that you feel called to work towards because of your worldview?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's a couple that are just equally important to me, um, but they all generally have to do with um, equal treatment and equal rights. So, you know, like LGBT rights, and you know, Black Lives Matter movement um i'm also i also feel very strongly about like homelessness and and i already said climate change so those are like the big four i guess for me but there are definitely others there are a lot of others so
2: yeah and a lot of issues as we know are interconnected as well right Uh, yes they all they're all connected (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay well thank you so those are my uh questions about worldview so i'm going to change um focus a little bit here and ask a little about um, prayer. So to whom slash what do you pray? And what is your favorite way to pray?
0: Um, well, I pray to God. Um, if I'm praying in Hebrew, you know, it's like Adonai Eloheinu, just God. Um, so that's who I pray to. And then I don't know what my favorite way to pray is. I think I I really like praying in Hebrew when I when I know the prayer or if I'm reading it because um, I don't know Hebrew. Um, I know a few words, but that's about it. Because um, I, I I don't know. I feel it it feels more like connected with um, you know like Jewish history and um,
2: like Jewish identity um, just as a whole. So why do you think it's important to pray? And like, what do you expect to come from the prayer that you engage it with?
0: I think particularly because of my history with religion, I don't really expect, I don't ask things of God anymore, ever. Like, I really just try not to be like, dear God, can this happen? I don't, I won't do it. And I just um, express gratitude. So that, I mean, that's the point of prayer to me is just to be like grateful. Um, So I think even if you don't believe in God, just, you know, finding some time to be grateful basically does the same thing, Um, just less religious. (laughs) So um, I kind of forgot the question while I was talking, but I think that answered
2: it. I think you answered it as well. (laughs) So do you have a favorite spot on campus to pray and like a place maybe that you feel most connected to God? Um, I don't
0: really pray on campus. I mean, I, I don't go on campus very often anymore. Um, I
1: guess
2: in your life, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel really connected to God when I'm, like, in nature, um, because I think a big part of the way I think about God is um, how things are all connected, like, um, living things and even non-living um, natural objects are just all connected to one another, so if I'm out in nature, I, I tend to feel pretty, you know, connected to God and connected with everything, really, so.
2: Yeah, and that answers my next question I had as well, which was, mm-hmm. is there a non-traditional way that you find yourself feeling closer to God? And if yeah. you have a different answer, then that's cool as
1: well, but.
0: No, not really. I mean, I don't know how non-traditional it is. I feel like since the concept of God has been around for so long, I feel like there's basically nothing people haven't, haven't done, um, yeah it is like somewhat
2: non-traditional I guess it's like what do you think of when you think of prayer versus like what it can be you know like whether you put like the limitations on it or not yeah but yeah so well that's what I have with um prayer so now moving on to vocation a little bit or like one's calling or purpose in life um like where do you How does like your worldview fit into like what you do and like what you feel called to do
0: um well i think i talked about that a little bit um with like the issues i care about but yeah i definitely feel more because of my faith i think i feel more called to do called quote unquote motivated to do things like helping people out um you know volunteering, donating whatever little money that I do end up having at the time. Um, though, and, and even just like going to local stores instead of um, you know big corporations and trying to be ethical about um, you know what I what I do to the environment, particularly um, like not eating meat, all of that is tied. To my concept of religion I guess
2: yeah I think everything's just like really intersected and that's of like they're doing these chats like that's how I have gotten like the vibe the concept <laughs> of it's just, like it's in everything you know and I think that points back to like kind of like what this is about like doing these chats with like the concept of like a gothic love and like how it is the ultimate form but it is also like everywhere and like little moments are small yeah, thank you so much for talking with me. It's been fascinating to like learn more about your experience. Have, have you enjoyed this experience?
0: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I don't usually get to talk to people about this. I don't have too many Jewish people in my life. So and I know you're not Jewish, but it is an opportunity to talk about it, so it's cool.
1: Did you catch it, the example of agape love in action? What resonated with you in the story shared today? Where did you hear agape love present? What would our world look like if in every interaction we had, we allowed agape love to lead us? Where might we be more present to those moments in our everyday, if only we paused to notice? How will you show someone agape love today? Here at Bellarmine, we are a community of many faiths and no faiths, and the Campus Ministry Office provides support and accompaniment to all as they embark on their individual spiritual journeys. If you would like to share your own story and possibly be featured in a future episode, please reach out to us at bellarmin.edu. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Agape Project. Tune in again next week for more stories. Have a blessed week.